Internet Worldwide Special Report Occupy Wall Street Featuring DeGeorge Velasco Jeremy from Vermont We'll start things off. We're broadcasting this uh, on a beta, U- or not YouTube, but Google Hangout, the Hangouts with Extras, and that allows us to have a camera pointing at uh, the live feed there. If you're in the Hangout, you can see that. And then uh, we have all of us in here, and we're in Montana, myself and, and Kevin there. And Jeremy, you're on kind of the other side of the country, aren't you? I am, straight out of Vermont. Nice. And uh, you're, you're Jeremy. You, uh, I met you through uh, the Byte group. That's right. How's how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Nice. And uh, Kevin, you brought to my attention this morning about, like, this is, we have a, a live stream here with over 7,000 people in it throughout the day. And it's showing just this, a massive group of people here in, in Wall Street just kind of taking up space in the street. And you're like, dude, there's there's no coverage of this. What's happening? <laughs> how, did, how did you come across this? You, you've been watching it for a while now? Yeah, well, it started, as I was saying, at the the Egyptian revolutions. That one just blew my mind to watch uh-huh. that. And I wondered when it was going to get back over here to America. And I, you see these little uprisings every now and then, but nothing as big as this. And my Twitter feed just blew up with all of these, you know, police brutality uh, arrests and such, and over 100 people being arrested. And we happened to be chatting, and that link came up, so... Is that something that's newsworthy? Like, would we expect this to be if it didn't have something specifically to do with Wall Street, and with our financial system? Like, would that would be in the news, right? You would think so, yeah. And especially the, the amount of people there and, and the, the caliber of videos of, you know, those girls being corralled with, with net you know, barriers and then being sprayed in the face with pepper spray. Yeah. The guys on the scream, nobody helped them. They just, they sat there and watched them scream in, in, in pain and agony. The guys on the feed said that after a while, like a couple people went and took them into like a bathroom and helped them wash their eyes out and stuff like that. So you see like these little pockets of, of niche grouping together, but it, it, what, what started this whole thing, Jeremy, do you, you said you've been following this for a bit too. Jeremy, I, I have ah. um, a few months ago the Adbusters magazine. Yeah, sorry. Can you hear me? My computer's yep. acting up. No, nope, you're good. You got a delay. It looks like. Okay. There you uh, go. Yeah, let me try and close some stuff up as I rearrange. The Adbusters magazine out of Canada put this call out a few months ago and said, "Hey, you know, let's see what we can do here." And uh, the first day of the protest was last Saturday, October, uh, September 17th, and there were estimates range anywhere from two to 5,000 people. Wow. And a good number of those people stuck around in Zuccotti Park, which has been renamed the Liberty Park. And there's been a steady growth. Uh, earlier in the week, there were about 100 people that, are spent, that were spending the night there, and I think it was Thursday night, there were 300 people that were spending the night. And now they've been at it for like a, a week now, like you said, and there's still no real signs. I mean, from what all we see 
because of the news. And we've seen a couple real news trucks. Uh, I think Channel 2 there locally. Uh, but for the most part, you don't see what you would expect to see in in a, a grouping like this. It's it's almost like they've been being told to, you know, don't film this. Absolutely. There's been an extensive amount of outreach to the, we'll call them the journalism, the professional news community, and they have blatantly ignored what's been going on. Uh, the examples of brutality that you guys have seen today are a continued escalation Things started earlier in the week with arrests for no reason, people being punched, thrown to the ground. And there's video of this from multiple angles, multiple yeah. people. This is not a joke. Uh, it's not spin. It's not um, whatever some of the critics might call it. This is legitimate police brutality. And I think, like, if we would have had this amount of, like, a mobile device camera back when, like, even, let's use, for example, the Rodney King thing. Like, that was on video, but it was really low-quality video. I think it was, like, video from an ATM machine. I, I don't know exactly where it was from, but if, that, if something like that would have happened now, we would be seeing exactly what we're seeing here with multiple camera angles, multiple people uploading this, kind of doing the whole... Um, how, how WikiLeaks distributed their computing center so that, you know, when one drops, it's still up. And you take one video down, and there's five more here. And, you know, just trying to spread that out. And, like, this is footage that we should be seeing on the news. And we're not. Yeah, yeah I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I've spent as much time as I could, because being in Vermont, um, our public transportation system kind of sucks, so getting to New York is kind of a joke. But... Um, I've done what I could spreading the word and it's amazing. I've, whether in person, phone, email, every single damn person I've talked to has said, what, there are protests in New York City? Right, it's hundreds clueless. of thousands of people? Yeah, yeah. And we, usually the, the internet is where we would go for this kind of information and that's, you know, usually more open as a form of media platform than, than the mainstream stuff is. And we're almost seeing that break into the social networks the bigger these social networks get the more advertising funding they get the more apt they're going to be to have to take i don't want to call them orders but to take a little guiding hand and direction in what they maybe should and should not filter out and have you guys noticed this uh kevin you've noticed this on on twitter and jeremy you've noticed it on the maps thing like what how how can they let that happen when it's a platform kind of consisting of the people and it's in their best interest to get traffic? When you shut the stuff down, that, that stifles the traffic. Well, I, <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a hot button for me. You know, yeah. I, I think the description that this is a platform, that it has these objective qualities that we all want to believe – I think that's something that we're placing on them. I don't think they've ever come out and said, yes, we will be an objective platform. Yes, we will be fair. No, we will not censor. That's a good point. Uh, we wish that was the case. Right. But Twitter is clearly showing that that is not what they are. Um, they will utilize these things to increase their reach when it benefits them. But the second that that comes back, they're quick to you know pull the plug, so to speak. Without a doubt. Now, would you, because these are private companies, just like Google is, you know, it's their services we're using. Would a service maybe like Diaspora be more apt to be 
to to gravitate more to the open side than what we're seeing with these, you know, real private social networks? I, I think in in principle, yes. In practice, who knows? It depends you know, where their funding comes from, right? Exactly. I, right. I mean, that money money for diaspora came from places, and right. And those places I, maybe I, have a, an agenda, perhaps, if if they're human. All humans do. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Everybody's got an agenda, and that's one of the things that has been front and center for these protests has been the unfair connection between our government and our capitalistic system. Neither one of those things is bad in and of themselves, but when they start sharing beds, that's is it, when it becomes a problem. Is it when you add the whole human nature aspect to these companies, when you personify them, when you give them a, a face, I guess, is that that's where this kind of, I don't want to say corruption, but it, it's where this off-the-beaten-path you know, way to run the business starts from. I mean, if you just had a platform in and of itself... It's not inherently evil or good. It's just a tool. We, by using that tool to further whatever you know, ends we may want to get to, that's where you know, the affiliation comes in. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, for what, sure. What do you think the end game of this is going to be? At this rate, I think we've got about two days before people start dying. Do you think it'll get to that, that uh, I, maximal... I, Pray to God it doesn't, but right. we have seen such a rapid progression. Uh, the documentation from later this afternoon showed people being maced with somewhere between little and no cause. Right. Just because uh, you're there. Right. The tweets that I saw going out, and I, I haven't been able to pick back up because it, it's coming in so fast, literally multiple tweets per second with the Occupy Wall Street hashtag. But about two hours ago, what I was seeing was multiple independent reports of a mass action by the NYPD after dark. Uh, Of course, in the Eastern time zone now, it's 10 p.m., so we should have seen that by now. I'm not seeing anything other than, um, you know, I'm going to confess a bit of fear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're holding together, and it's... They're trying to. We're watching here through a live stream. I think it's what livestream.com slash global revolution. Yeah, thank you. Livestream.com slash global revolution. And then we have a camera just kind of focused on the TV streaming through through our hangout, so we can watch it and kind of discuss as what we're seeing happens here. But it's weird. We've only seen two news stories. Uh, usually, Google News is really good about curating that stuff. So I don't know if people just aren't writing them. Or if it, they don't have enough information yet, but the first one is just from ABC News, and it just—it's a report on how many arrests there have been. Then they're there at the time of the writing. They said at least 80 people have been arrested so far, uh, and that the police have been reported to use tasers and mace to control the crowd. Uh, was the crowd unruly? I mean, is it just the fact that there is a crowd there and they just want it dispersed? Does that let well, you? Does that allow you to use that force? They've been arrested under the pretense of uh, no permit for their march, no permit for their protest. Is that right, Justin? Jeremy. Or Jeremy. Um, I, I didn't see anything citing that as the logic for why people were arrested. Uh, the police commissioner actually came out on Sunday, I believe it was, to say they don't need a permit. Uh, but just to give you some examples of some of the bullshit and 
pardon me if I'm not allowed to say no, that. No, say fuck they, shit, they, whatever, they, man. <laughs> Open. Uh, yeah. Some of the fucking bullshit that went on early in the week was, uh, let me give you two examples. Anonymous is behind, you know, some of the, the technical aspects of some of these protests, and we all know that the mascot, the image for the anonymous collective is the Guy Fox mask. Right. A number of people were wearing those masks to the protests on Sunday, I think it was, and were arrested under the guise of a 150-year-old law that says no more than two people can wear a mask in a public place unless it is a masquerade ball. Really? So there's bullshit number one. Wow, number you know two, what? We have a law here that says you can shoot Indians out the back of a covered wagon as long as you use a bow and arrow. You don't see people going to the reservations and shooting Indians out the back of a covered wagon with a bow and arrow, though. They're old laws. They're no longer acceptable or accepted, I, I should say. They're forgotten, and this is an right. example of a forgotten law that has been kept on the books just, just in case. for the hell of it, just to, just to use. Yep. The second example is... Uh, Sunday into Monday, uh, one of the things, obviously, that's really important, we've already talked about the lack of corporate mainstream communication, right. how they have been censoring this, obviously has been communicating. Uh, the live stream for the first three days was so sporadic for a, for a number of reasons. One of them, in order to get power to the laptop powering the live stream, they brought in a generator. The cops pulled the gas the cops pulled the tents that people wow. were sleeping in. The cops pulled the tarps off the electronics as it started to rain because they decided that a tarp was a fucking tent. Now, is this the... Uh, the umbrella. The umbrella yeah, thing that we saw live. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier, Kevin, about they were they saw the rainstorm coming, so they just took everyone's umbrella away. Like, they were going to suddenly turn into the penguin and start, like, killing people with them. <laughs> And the, as far as what I've seen, and like I said, I just started watching this today. I was like many of the, the citizens in the U.S. that had a bunch of work to do and kept our heads down and did work. And then a friend came and was like, dude, look at this. And then my eyes opened and I looked at it. I was like, holy shit. And it, it's – I haven't seen any violence on the behalf of the crowd. I've seen a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, a lot of, you know – just trying to keep spirits up in these troubled times and the violence comes from the other side of it and that's that's very unsettling the facebook posts that i'm reading are you know i just showered the cops with love and you know you got this weird you know it's it's kind of like i was talking to my parents you know about the 60s you know i i was so what they told us about history compared to i don't understand it like you mean the 60s was all about love one another and hug each other, and then you threw them all in jail and beat them up. Yeah. That's my understanding of the 60s, and it seems like you got these protests of these people. They're trying to be, you know, they're, they're trying to get their voice heard in a peaceful manner, and then they're being thrown to the ground and, and maced. Yeah, that's that's appalling, and these are the, the people, you know, we the people. This is all of us, and it seems like I'm seeing this. I do a, a podcast about the medical marijuana stuff up here in Montana, and we just recently had our legislator come and basically try to repeal the law that the people voted in, saying that the people didn't know what they were voting for, they were suckered, this and that. And I'm, I'm seeing this, and it, it, it's like they're, 
they're totally behind any kind of substance or anything that will further make divisions within society. But anything, any substance or, you know, drugs or whatever that kind of unite the people, like they are against it and they make up vicious lies and they put people in jail and ruin families just to further that whole ideology of, you know, divide, don't unite because you're easier to control when you're separated. And that's fucked up, man. Absolutely. Jeremy, yeah, well, no yeah, please. Um, one of the things that I think is beautiful that's coming of this, there's another protest on D.C., October 6th, and we've already seen somewhere around a dozen protests either start in the last 48 hours or start to get organized everywhere from Chicago, L.A., Seattle, uh, of course, Atlanta's a hotbed after the execution. Right, right. Yeah, ago. that just happened, um, too. Wow. <sighs> what do you think about but, that? If, if if you guys feel like getting into that, I just... Wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't know much about it. I just saw my Anon News uh, Twitter feed where they, they were saying that they, you know, it was sad. They tried to get it repealed. And then and that's my only news source connected to this execution. And they said, okay, we're going to take an hour of silence. And then, like, five minutes later, he's, you know, it streams on that they postponed it. We did it. We did it. Hurrah. And then it kept streaming that way. And then and then it went back to the sad thing. And so I, that's the last I've heard of it. So right. please tell me. And we've seen the, the legislators testify, you know, blatant lies about just marijuana. And to, to go and make laws based off of no evidence, that's one thing. But when you're putting people to death without fully realizing like the the full scope this? of I the mean, evidence can somebody give me a, a rough reader's digest about what happened i'm i'm ignorant to the yeah, actual jeremy case. you want to you want to take this <laughs> uh, sure not my uh you know i'm going to confess i didn't dig a whole lot into this one but the short of it is uh this this gentleman troy uh what was his last name crap somebody i'll find it one of you. yeah thanks um was convicted in like 1989, I think it was, of of murdering a police officer. Yep. And over the past 20 years, Troy Davis. Uh, Troy Davis, thank you. Um, like the majority, nine of the eleven or something, people that testified against him recanted their statements. Right, and there was and, very little evidence to base this on, like hard evidence. It was a lot right. of hearsay and eyewitness reports. And he was a black guy, which I don't know if that's that's Georgia. <laughs> And, and a lot of people are talking about that aspect of it. Um, I, I certainly don't know all the ins and outs of the case, but there were some significant last-minute attempts, not necessarily to free him, but at least to stay the execution so uh, a deeper investigation can be made. And the consensus across the globe was that this man was innocent or at least not so blatantly guilty as to deserve death there the, was significant doubt right they didn't have the evidence that you would expect a, a state to have when putting someone to death and I, like i'm i'm all about the death penalty we don't need we're running out of room i think and if you can absolutely prove with evidence and rational thinking that this guy is you know killing people like we don't need to have to deal with that in our society we have enough problems without wasting money on that stuff but if it's like I think he did it, I don't know. We we need our quota. Like th then no, that absolutely not. And this says here that it's uh, the case sparked a rare Supreme Court ruling for a new evidentiary hearing. 
It built a phalanx of support on the fact that seven of nine eyewitnesses recanted or changed their testimony, like you were saying, uh, which right. helped turn public opinion, uh, including those of world leaders like Pope Benedict and President Jimmy Carter. Uh, the European yeah. Union issued a statement against the execution of Davis saying, quote, serious and compelling doubts have persistently surrounded the evidence on which Mr. Davis was c- uh, convicted. So that doesn't sound like they had the evidence, but. Now, are you actually totally for the death penalty? I am if you can absolutely prove it. I don't think I think we're running out of room. We're running out of resources. And it takes a lot to keep places like that going. And but it has to be. You know, it has to be in a whole level on its own of, like, this guy has absolutely no hope of being rehabbed or whatever you call it, behaviorally changed, you know, like clockwork orange. Then, then yeah, get rid of him. We don't need it. I mean, it's, it's unnecessary. It's not like we're running out of people and we need to keep the race going. Like, we'll be okay without one or two scumbags. No, I get that, but I think it needs to. I mean, the thing needs to be overhauled. Absolutely, absolutely. Grossly, just it's disgusting to think that our our whole entire um, prison system has been privatized, and there's people making money off of every single arrest and every person being thrown in jail. It's just a bag of money being delivered. You know, cops just deliver money bags to these prisons under you know just stupid reasons. Right, and, and that's the whole problem with it. That, that's the whole problem with the way it's set up that if you're in trouble, then we're going to make money off you. It can't be run as a business like that. You can't benefit and profit off of other people's fuck-ups. Like that, that makes people look for more fuck-ups, and the whole shit just comes down. And everyone's Absolutely. fucked up. You know, We should try to help you get fixed, not make money off of you. Holland, I, I do believe it's Holland. Somebody, I watched a documentary, but it was so long ago, and it was about how they handle criminals and it's not they they have this little they they live in peace and they like they garden and they just have this there's no penance there's no it's together they're they're united they're you know you're not you're not shunned you have to work in this community and when you do that over the years working in this community without with that level of respect you you change your association to your monkey sphere you change that (laughs) rebellious nature um, and, and they were able to show that that's how I believe it's Holland. I'm not too sure, but their crime rate is so low and, and everything like statistically, it is the way to do it, but there's no money in that way of reforming people or exactly. programming or letting people adjust to there. It is going to be messed up people because we have messed up parents, but there is programs and ways to, you know, help a monkey, you know, rehabilitate to a normal environment and i think that that's totally overlooked in america and it's pathetic yeah we've come along we've come a long way since you know nailing holes in people's heads repeated studies have shown that getting convicted felons a extensive education you know even getting them an associate's degree reduces the repeat offense rate by somewhere around 80 percent it's absolutely astronomical and if you whether or not you agree that that's something people should be doing, even if you look at it from an economic perspective, yeah, it is significantly less expensive than bringing people through prison again. And that's Give people what... opportunities, and they will explore those opportunities. They will find a way to better themselves. 
Yeah, and that's what this system is set up to do, is it just feeds itself over and over again until, you know, whoever's on top dies, and then they hand it over to someone else, and it continues. And it doesn't ever really help anyone, I don't think. I, I don't know. I'm sure some people go to jail and get this holy shit scared out of them, and they're like, whoa. But for the most part, if it's a felony or, you know, it, it, you're not going to find a job. You're going to be hard up anyway because people won't hire you. It's It messes up a lot of shit, you know, especially these bullshit drug convictions that kids are getting totally ruining college, ruining, you know, any hope for any kind of job because they smoked a little weed when they were younger. It, it's just, right. all, yeah, it's all messed up. And we're finally, I think the whole Egypt thing, maybe it started this off. I don't, I can't really remember anything before that of that caliber uh, that that started, you know, group protests and using these online platforms instead of trying to sell you something, I'm using it to, you know, communicate, which is key. It's it's all about the communication, and that's where we're seeing these these protests rise up. And because of this one, there'll be another one somewhere else, and it'll it won't stop until something gets fixed, or like you said, it's leading towards bloodshed, which is no good. Well, last I think it was last Saturday, maybe even a, a bit before. Mayor Bloomberg, uh, New York City's mayor, had predicted riots in the streets if the young people didn't get jobs. And I can't think of a faster way to escalate this than to start beating people and macing them without cause. One of the things that has absolutely blown me away is that despite the fact that uh, I, I think there might even still be there, a bus full of arrestees was parked with no access to bathrooms, uh, multiple people on board being reported as needing medical attention. We're just left for a significant period of time, a couple hours, uh, one of them being rumored to have a concussion. How else do you incite public violence? I mean, I can't think of a better way than to, without cause, beat the population and then throw them in the corner. And that's basically what we're seeing here. On the screen, I keep seeing flash a phone number. I, I kind of want to call it. We can call Skype right through here and route it into the, the show if you guys want to. But uh, they're saying call this staffer on Mayor Bloomberg's uh, staff uh, and demand the release of Luke Richardson. That's one of their uh, camera guys that got arrested. Absolutely. Next time I see the number, I'll get it. I keep forgetting to like write it down, and then I move on. And Yeah. So. Yeah. Go for it. Most of the uh, phone call campaigns have not worked out too well. It's been ambiguous whether they've just taken the phone off the hook or uh, if it's actually just been that busy. I think I think what it is before you couldn't you know have that number of people all hitting your lines at once, and this digital world is completely overflowing these copper wire signals, and it, it's not getting through. We tried to call Burger King earlier when we were just messing around setting all this stuff up because they were saying like they weren't serving anyone anonymous or something. They they wouldn't serve them food. So every time we tried to call, the number was busy, and then I was like, this is kind of like an analog DDoS, so I don't want to be you know a part of it, but. I'd like to call this guy and see if we can get the staffer on the phone and see exactly why uh, the, the camera guy was arrested. Like, are they going to come here and arrest us? We're streaming it. We're, we're kind of there. By They're proxy. not going to arrest you, but I guarantee you you are, you are being tracked right now. That's awesome. Red flags for everyone. <laughs> hey, we... Oh, fuck. Uh, we're really not that interesting. I mean, <laughs> read my I, email. I, really, it's I'm not that interesting. Not get it, you know, in, in trained uh, with your Charlie Sheen, um, right? 
while you are blowing up innocent civilians in Afghanistan and no, Libya. I'm sitting at home smoking weed and writing computer tech how-tos and fucking podcasting. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. It's not that interesting. I mean, it is for me, but whatever. Yeah, but the the rapidity with which they were able to organize the media blackout, the fact that they were able to take algorithmic processes and create exceptions to those, the hashtags yeah. on Twitter. One line of code. <laughs> Here's the this hashtag. Was a, this was a weekend. Either they knew what was going on beforehand, or more likely, somebody over over the weekend said, "Ooh, we can't let this shit go out. This is dangerous. We're gonna lose our billions." Right. And, and the, they locked I mean, that down. Yeah, they're thinking of the advertisers too. Like, I don't, I don't want to advertise when you were just saying that Wall Street is, you know full of people who are very unhappy that they can't get a job, but your building's filled with, like, ten people that have billions of dollars. Like, that's, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like communism, but, like, you guys are kind of hoarding, and we need to recirculate some of that money to get this economy going again. Because starting another war, I, I don't know if that's, if, if we can handle that. Well, I don't know if you've, you've seen what's happened with, Pakistan over the last 48 hours, but we're destined for another one with them, so good luck with that. That's crazy, right? And that's... Yeah. Did we start that? Like, did did we pick that fight? <laughs> did we sell them weapons, like, 10 or 20 years ago, and now we're starting shit with them? I don't think we're starting... Sh- well, who knows what the facts are, but right. um, the, uh, the embassy assault in Afghanistan, what was that, two weeks ago? Uh, they have recently come out and very publicly, so who knows if this is another one of those, you know, Iraq, they've got we- weapons of mass destruction kind of bullshit scenarios. But they're coming out saying, oh, well, these attackers, we have all their cell phones, and they were in constant communication with the Pakistani special forces. This is a Pakistani special forces extension, and this is what Pakistan wanted. They wanted to attack our embassy in Afghanistan. You know, and Pakistan's like, hey, fuck you, buddy, and right, yep. shit's and about to go down. His mama says that, and his mama says that, and that's it. Now we're throwing fists. You right. know, I'm, why, I'm, I'm, maybe it's, I'm just coming to an age of, of awareness or, or <laughs> Aquarius. Whatnot. I'm not too sure, but it's so cut and dry. We talk about, you just talked about that weapons of mass destruction, and that that's such a hot button with me that, we have all the facts now that it was all a lie. It was false flag. It was everything just let I mean, from, what was that, Elizabeth Smart and the, the uh, Tillman? You know, like, all of that was fake. I mean, that, the, the whole It's Tillman a movie, story, right? It, it's like airport security theater. I mean, it's all a movie. And we're all just, it, like, watching it. it. But there is, there's people dying, like a million oh, yeah. 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 dead. Like, like actual, like dead bodies. Like real people, people, right? Trillions of dollars just lost over there. That's a real thing, but nobody is protesting that. Like, I, I think this Occupy Wall Street is great for what the feds are doing and, and, and all that shit that they're pulling on us and the banking system. But our government, I mean, why are we petitioning the White House for help with Occupy Wall Street? I mean, Bush and Cheney should be, should we should be at their houses, they should be arrested for, for war crimes for what they've done. It's factual now. Like we, we have the evidence showing what they have done and how they lied and how they manipulated through their propaganda. You know, the Patriot Act, the reason these, these people are being arrested is because of these stupid acts that were imposed through their propaganda. 
it should be reset. Like the whole Bush area should not have happened once all the lies have been exposed. And you know they they come up with things like the Patriot Act, and we come up with you know uncrackable two hundred fifty six bit encryption. Like I mean, it, it's a cat and mouse back and forth always. But you shouldn't be treating your people like that, not at all. Jim? No, but the the I think the thing you got to remember is that government is a business, and there is a significant amount of money to be gained at almost every stage of it, whether it be local, municipal, and of course the higher you get up to the federal level, there's even more money. And how do you fight that, though? Do you lobby, like, right alongside with them? Like, here, when the whole medical weed thing happened, like, people got tuned into politics. People started actually paying attention. We got people registered to vote, just to vote on this petition, to put it back on the ballot so we can all vote on it again, and then let them repeal it again. The government doesn't give a shit about whether or not we're doing weed. Because as far as they're concerned, if a bunch of us are high, we're... we're just going to giggle and laugh. They give a at shit the bullshit that they do about how they, many millions of dollars are made off of this untaxable drug market they've created. Right. I mean, that, that's certainly part of it. Right. But the way that we fight this is exactly what's going on. The fact that we have a significant protest going on in New York City, and it has escalated to the point that the other people that are in the process of organizing for October 6th on D.C., for Chicago, for Seattle, etc., have seen what's going on and are inspired. That's and we will see those other protests, and they will spread. I've taken a, a look at organizing in Vermont, and nobody's ready yet. Nobody do they know wants to get dirty? Uh, they're starting to understand. Um, you know, like like where you guys are at. You know, we're not exactly high tech, and we're not exactly. Uh, population dense, so it's hard to get to critical mass for something like this. But it'll happen, and there will be protests within a couple months on on every state capital. I predict it. That'll be key. That'll be key. Now I have a friend on Google Plus. He lives in Michigan. He's uh, he's in law, I guess we'll say. And you know, I posted this that we're we're talking about this, and uh, he says, "Cool, what are we protesting?" And I told him that you know we're talking about the Occupy Wall Street protest and watching it. And he says, "So what is the purpose of the protest? What are they trying to accomplish?" And he he kind of made it sound like it's really not a big deal. Like he says, several hundred marchers. Frankly, it doesn't sound newsworthy. More people were at the local high school football game yesterday, and like. How, I mean, is it not that big? Is it because it's, you know, these are people with cameras right there. It looks big, but it, like, it looks big, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, how many people would go to that football game if they knew they had a good chance of being punched in the mouth by a NYPD cop? Good point. I mean, come on. You know, that's going to attrition out your numbers really quickly. Right. Plus, so, it's how entertaining, you know, compared to, I mean, this football, come on. The country loves football. We'd love to watch that shit, you know? Right, it's, exactly. I think that, and, that exposes the complacency of Americans. The fact that there is that many people down there is a, is a testament to their cause. They've been down there for over a week. What American has had an attention span longer than 60 seconds if they're not tuned in to American Idol? That's you know, point. this is This is real passion, and it's foreign to their their operating system they cannot assimilate passion against government and and the oppression they they can't translate that into their reality tunnel they can't see it that way we've had there's 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. There's certainly a lot of that. And I think what we're what we're starting to see is people going, holy shit, this could actually turn into something. And that initial complacency, those people on Twitter the first 72 hours saying, wow, I, I, I respect what you're doing. I empathize what you're doing. Keep it up. Very quickly turn into, I need to get there. This is real. Right? Did you feel that? Like yeah. he showed me today and I was like, dude, how cool would it be if we could get there and like help these guys stream stuff and like get in there? Like we live on the other side of the country and I mean, we can, you know, do what we're doing here, but and tell people, but I mean, it's the, it compares nothing with actually being there and having like, no one's going to come and run in here. You're not going to see someone in the background behind me here, like spray me with mace. You know, it's just not a possibility well, let me, here. Let me interject with, we are actually there. I mean, there's 7,500 people watching this stream by proxy. And, and how many people are going to listen to this podcast and, and want to feel that same passion and that what we had a feeling you and I both today, like we got, this is a real thing going on. This is, yeah, this is there's real people, people like, trying to change this world. Yeah, we yeah. sit here and we all feel it, but we never take, take, you know, take any charge or initiative, but there's 7,550 people that are pushing that guy with the camera right now. He's going to be there because 7,500 yeah. people are behind him. That's huge. I mean, can, you, can you imagine that feeling that he has right now as he looks down and his chat screen, you know, is going, did, did you oh, see that? Yeah, 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 that's that's huge. And it is a good feeling. Like even when we go to these like weed, you know, conventions and stuff and we get the message of the scientists that are talking about what they're doing with it. And like we get it out to all these people that can't make it there. And that's a cool feeling. But nowhere near. We're looking at 7,500 viewers right now on this live stream just right there on top of how many, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people are there in person. Like that's a big group. And we're everywhere, which is key. Right. And this is, I mean, just think that if this isn't it, they squelch this, they were able to oppress this. What happens next year? Everybody, these 7,500 people, this is in their psyche now. This is in their world. They experience these feelings and this. I cannot believe that this is not in the mainstream news. It, it, I lose respect and trust for them. I can. So I start seeking but... my, my information from people who are honest. We are just random people on the internet that are talking openly about our opinions on and our our subjective reality on what we feel is happening and that's what people connect with it's real and i think that that's what the shift in our generation is moving towards is a more open dialogue form of of understanding and and finding our place here with everything and i think that that will move us to the true revolution that i see happening soon do like you, you predict in a few months I think it happens with small groups like us being open. Do you guys think it's a coincidence that our generation and the one maybe in back of us and all of the ones in front of us, that was what we created. We created the internet. We created this infrastructure that allows this instant real-time communication. We created these platforms. And, like, I mean, you can use them for any sorts of things, but the one main thing they do is they allow, you know, global communication instantly. Is it weird? Is that like, I don't know. It almost seems like we, we were preparing. We were building tools for what we knew was coming, like subconsciously. Or, I don't know. That sounds stupid. But you know you know what I mean. No, no. I mean how deep did you want to go with that? You can go all the way yeah, to the well, metaphysical 
realm that we're we're actually manifesting our dreams of our childhood of living in the in this the realm. Like I told age. you earlier, I'm sitting here looking at three, you know, sixty inches of portals space <laughs> yeah, into right? a hyper dimensional communication system. Like we built some cool shit. Globe. Yeah, I can talk to anywhere. I'm I'm living in the dream that I had as a child of my future. I mean, I don't have the hoverboard and I don't have the flying car, <laughs> but I do have I have the dimension that we are building in front of us, and and it's an amazing thing that we are witnessing. But I don't know if how that translates. Is that the way that we're pushing through with these revolutions and the protests? To complete our dream, I mean, I don't know how metaphysical you were going with that. Yeah, well, it's it's just like the natural basis for everyone to just want to be connected. It's it's turning that connection into like a digital signal and making it like, I mean, you're not there, but you're like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And you couldn't do that before. And I I think that's kind of where this whole thing is going. It's kind of it's weird to watch, especially after reading like the Behold a Pale Horse and like those kinds of books. It's it's kind of creepy. <laughs> sure. So, uh, if you guys don't know, it just we'll, I'll just kind of read you the beginning of this. They started the protests on September 17th. Hundreds of protesters gathered at Bowling Green Park in Manhattan. Uh, that's where the big charging bull in the New York's financial district. Uh, they prepared to, quote, take the bull by the horns. Uh, the one thing we all have in common is that we are the 99% that will no longer tolerate the greed and corruption of the 1%. Uh, that's a statement from Occupy Wall Street website. Uh, so they're sick of it, and all of us are sick of it. We've been feeling this; these sentiments echoed throughout the internet, throughout all of every single smart-ass, jaded, skeptical website out there. Like, yeah, we're so sick of it. We're sick of this shit. It doesn't have to go on, you know. And this is our opportunity. This is our yeah. generation generation's chance to make an impact. And yeah. I feel like we're doing it. Yeah, and that's going to be huge for the future of everything. Because I think if not, they're just going to blow each other into existence. <laughs> or wait, that came out wrong. Blow each other out of... Ex- <laughs> you know what I mean. They're going to blow each other, and then they're you. both going to disappear. <laughs> that's Right. Yeah, so... Right. Uh, it's interesting to watch, and I'm definitely I'm I'm glad that we're like in this time. That I mean, living in like the '60s and '70s, that would have been cool. A lot of cocaine and disco, but like this is cool because we have tech, and tech is tech is everything. Yep. Well, cool, man. I think that'll I think that'll wrap it up. We're probably gonna just sit here and hang out uh, if anyone else is listening to this. I don't know, but Jeremy, I appreciate it, man. Great. Hey, not a problem, buddy. Great conversation, and uh, Kevin. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good shit for sure. We'll have to get you over here. You're like right down the road. I could have just came and got you. <laughs> we have another spot right there. But awesome. All right. Well, uh, it's been fun, guys, and uh, I'll, uh, we'll talk to you later.